Welcome to the show. We hope you have a blast. Thanks for making time for the Dealer Talk Podcast. Another business leader, here's a penny for your th- Welcome to another episode of the Dealer Talk Podcast. This is your host, Herb Anderson. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today is an amazing, an amazing session. We have none other than Lisette Gold from Google. Um, uh, and we're going to be talking about a couple different things. So I'm super, super excited. Lisette, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. It's so exciting to be here. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, no. Likewise, I'm I'm super stoked. I know we we, we talked about this. For, I think it was a month or so ago to set this up, and I've, I've been stoked ever since. So, um, should be good. All right. So I kick things off with the background. So tell us a little bit about you. Sure. So I am approaching uh, nearly 20 years in the automotive space. Um, prior to my work at Google, which has been for the last nine years, um, I had experience over at the agency side and and thus far in the nearly 20 year career have had the pleasure of working across all of the OEMs in the industry across all tiers. And uh, there's no place I would rather be. Right on. Yeah, no, for sure. So um, I guess I wanted to, I wanted uh, to kind of kick this conversation off talking about Google My Business. And that's been probably uh, one of those topics that I've covered a lot this season. Um, and the reason, obviously, I think that in the in the COVID landscape that we that we live in today, it's kind of taken a little bit more of a priority, I would say. So, I guess can we just kick it off fifty thousand? Like, um, how how important is the GMB um, for dealerships? Well, I am glad you're talking about it a lot this year, especially with everything that's transpired in 2020 and digital has become only more important um, as, a, as an entry point for our dealerships. GMB is really a, a, a cornerstone to that. And there's a, a lot of new development that's actually happened in the product over the course of this year to only further help our dealers uh, make sure that they are um, able to um, you know, put their hours, their photos, their um, new vehicle sales and, and fixed stops online. So it is a really robust platform. And um, at the 30,000 foot view, I think extremely important to make sure that um, that you are using GMB, first of all, and have the hygiene there to make sure that it's up to date. You have access to it. Um, you can change your own um, listings within Google My Business at, you know, when you need to and update them. And then really using it as the tool that it is to showcase your dealership for anybody who's searching for you. Right on. So, so let's talk about that for a second, uh, because... You know, first, uh, there's a lot of uh, stores that I, I notice are not really utilizing. In some cases, they haven't even claimed it properly. Like there's a whole bunch of, of issues. But, um, you know, strictly to the to the current landscape that we have right now, should we be posting content in our GMBs about the things that we're doing differently at the dealership, um, you know, and in the, in the, in, in kind of the situation that we're in? You absolutely should. So it is another um, entry point for customers to get to know you as a dealership. And so a component of that is all of the great things that you're doing right now and how um, how you're pivoting your business model to meet the need of the customer and ensure that they can still find you for sales and service. So things like um, making sure that you are talking about if you're, um, you're doing at-home deliveries, absolutely talk about that. If you have changed your showroom and service hours, we should absolutely be updating those on Google My Business. Yeah. Um, consider that as a, as a main, main, main point to get information. So... If you are, we've seen a lot of dealerships change their, their cleaning protocol. And that is a great thing to talk about on Google My Business as well. Um, so I would absolutely want um, everybody to continue to update their attributes 
to make sure that um, that they are being reflective of all the work that you're doing in the dealership right now. Yeah, no, for sure. And then the other thing is, um, what about this concept of, of multiples, right? Because I know that in, in, in years past, it was, I don't know if frown upon is the, wrong, the, the right word, but it was, you know, it wasn't really a common practice. Let me put it that way. And um, I think now there's there's actually a benefit to separating. So having a, a Google My Business for sales, one for service, and also one for parts. Is that, I mean, are you guys seeing, you know, seeing that? Like, do you recommend that? I would absolutely recommend that as a best practice. And if um, just even for the simple purposes, you have different hours and a different phone number for each of those um, areas of your business. And so we want Google My Business to be accurate in that way. Um, so absolutely, if you if you haven't broken out your your GMB listings yet for um, parts service and then your vehicle sales, um, definitely consider doing so because um, maybe you are not open for your your showroom, but you are open for service and you're taking service appointments, and that just makes it that much easier for people to come into your dealership. The idea is use the digital platforms to your um, advantage in that you can help customers reach you easier. So that's what that's really what the power of digital is for the dealerships and the power of Google My Business. Let that be a way that they can get into your dealership faster. Yeah. And then um, I'd say, so this is a practice that I've, I've, I've been doing. So I think it'd be great to, to get your feedback on this. But as you, as you, especially for service, right? As you create more content, more service content, not just the, the service page with the cutoff coupons, no, like actual pages of content, put those on, on, the, on the back end of, of your GMB, like in the, in, the, in the keywords, and then notice how um, in there it'll link back to that, to those pages because it'll, I don't know, it finds that information and it says, okay, they're talking about all changes and it serves that up on the GMB. So, I think that that at, you know, but you have to build the content first. You have to have that content first, and then um, kind of link it on your on your Google My Business page for the service side. So, yeah, I mean, content really is important for Google My Business, like it is for your website. So think about things like photos, logos, um, interior, exterior photos. 360 photos are great for Google My Business, and and um, what you were saying earlier is. is uploading that to Google My Business and seeing what that does in terms of traffic, that can all be, um, you can look at that through analytics. So we do yeah. have a, a reporting service through GMB where you can actually see how, you know, is that making a difference? How are people interacting with that content that you're posting? Um, it's a great way to understand what people are reacting to specifically for your dealership. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about that for a second because I I, I agree, I do it through UTM coding, you know, so I, I'll, I'll add these codes to certain areas of the GMB and then I can track it in the GA. But it's interesting because I often see that as one of the top, you know, at least in the top 10 sources. And not only that, but I can, I can, if I, if I go deep into that traffic, I can see that that customer comes multiple times. So that customer will come in through the GMB, they'll leave, they'll come back through and they'll come back in through the GMB multiple times. It's kind of uh, interesting how that how that behavior happens. Do you guys see that as well in your in your guys' analysis? Um, so we don't have access to that analysis. It belongs to the, the particular dealers. But what we do know in looking at search more holistically is that you know customers don't necessarily come back once and 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 find exactly what they need. Um, so they will come back multiple times, different days, different moments, different consideration points. 
Um, and what you're saying and what you're for what you see in GMB is that that is no different in that environment as it would be um, with with general search queries and behavior too. Um, the great thing about Google My Business is it's there whenever you need it. So sure. if I need to pick up the phone and call a dealership today, great. I've made that appointment there. And tomorrow I need to come back to Google My Business to, to um, find the maps listing and to find the address. So it's such a wealth of information that absolutely you can come back and forth and find what you need in any moment. Yeah. All right. Um, the other thing I wanted to, to ask you about just as far as a best, as far as a best practice is posting um, our, our products, you know, like, um, yeah, I don't know, for, for service, it would occur to me your service specials, you could post those, or on, on the sales side, I mean, it'd be difficult to do used cars because of the turn and all that stuff, um, you know, but new cars for sure, right? Should we is that something that that is would be good for dealers to to invest time and in, in doing? Absolutely. So if you happen to have, um, if you're managing multiple locations, you can use APIs to make those, you know, updates throughout GMB, which will make that um, all of these changes that we're talking about just easier. Mm -hmm. But um, for sure, you know, products, if you have vehicles that you want to list on there, that can all be done within the within the container of Google My Business. And really, you know, we want to anchor in bringing as much content to the forefront for a customer to, to find and understand what we have to offer as a dealership to GMB. Um, and so parts, I think your your suggestion on any any parts, um, definitely highlighting service, whether that's, you know, through photos of, um, of your team members in action, mm -hmm. um, or vehicles, it would be really great to do. And again, you'll, you'll be able to see through your analytics, are these um, are people responding? Does this change behavior? Um, so I recommend trying it, and it is a best practice that we that we talk about as well. Yeah, yeah, right on. So, um, all right, before we completely move move away from 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 GMB, there's one last thing that I wanted to, to to cover just holistically, and that's the accuracy of the information, and not just on the on the GMB itself, but the local directories, and then in relationship to your website, like. How critical is it for us to make sure that all that information matches, right? Because, um, you know, does it impact us negatively if, if it doesn't? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a great question. And, and as hours change, it, it is, you know, it, it could become hard to keep that up. But it is so important um, not only to make sure that somebody is finding your dealership, calling you when you're open, but also as we talk about, you know, ranking and keeping accurate information and that allows you to help show up in the right searches. Um, I will give an example that is not automotive related, but, um, you know, uh, during previous months of COVID, I was looking to see if um, a restaurant was open. I was looking at their Google My Business listings. The hours were not updated um, and they differed from their website. And just as a customer, you know, I was looking to um, engage with their business their GMB listing said they were closed. And so of course I took that at face value. Um, and, and upon further investigation, they were not. So um, it is not only important for, for ranking, but um, it, it, it's just a, you know, a consideration point to say, you, you don't know who you could be winning um, or, or losing out on to come into your dealership for service or for showroom without having accuracy there. Yeah. How frustrating is it for you to see that, those sorts of things? You're like, oh, why? <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's cool. All right. So um, I wanted to kind of shift things a little bit and talk about um, search. Um, I know that there's been a couple of uh, changes this year. So maybe we can we can talk about that. 
just high level, like what, what does that mean? What is, as dealers, what should we be looking for in those changes, if anything? Sure. Um, I can speak specifically to search um, more broadly in terms of customer trends, or do you want me to dive into a specific topic first? Yeah, no, just um, let's just cover the... the cover the whole... The, yeah, like the just how if it impacts us in any way or not, and sure, and sure, and it, are. and admittedly, this has been a year that has been marked by change. We're still going through it. Um, we, of course, we are you know very data focused company. Um, search we know for a fact is highly correlated to vehicle sales, so it is very important to your business. We can see the trends, we can see the correlation, um, and we can see this over time. It's not just a moment in time. This year has been no different in that way either. And we, we have seen customers still come to search to find out information. Um, it's still, even through this year, the number one source that's used by auto purchasers and it informs and it influences them in their decision-making process when they're researching vehicles. So I just wanna say like, regardless of the market conditions, that is still holding true. Um, and we know, at the end of the day, businesses have the same fundamental goals. Every dealership wants to sell a car. Um, they want to increase their sales. They want to improve um, their profitability, return on investment. And search gives you all of that. It gives you the reach to the people who are looking for you in the moment. It gives you the effectiveness um, because you're only paying, you know, when somebody is clicking on that link and actually mm -hmm. moving into your, you know, into your website. And then you have the efficiency piece of it. So um, is, is we're looking at um, making sure that we are in the market when people are looking for us. It is the, the number one place that they are looking for information still. Yeah, no, it's, you know, when you, when you think about capturing consumer intent, right, what, what, better, what better place to be? Um, with, with COVID and the current situation, have you seen um, spikes in, in, you know, just, uh, I don't know, searchability or um, people... Um, Click, clicks going up and things like that? Like, have you, have you guys seen a spike? We've seen um, a few interesting trends this year. Um, I will say just right out of the, the bat, very relevant is that we have seen the uh, searches for the terms dealership near me, and that is correlated directly to search. Um, okay. What I want to talk about too is in terms of changes that you mentioned over the course of the year, there have been a lot of incentives in the market. We have seen the searches directly correlate with interest in those incentives and we know that that also has um, we've seen SAR continue to increase as well and so the behavior change that we're seeing this year is that people are really looking for those deals they're really looking for those incentives um, and and so that would be one of the standout that changes that I've seen um, happen this this the last six months yeah um now, to get a little bit more specific on, on those changes that we talked about earlier, like in particular, the long term, uh, the long tail keyword um, change, uh, how, does that impact us in any way, shape or form? Should we be kind of adjusting our strategies in some way to accommodate for that? So I do. It's a great question. I re recommend that you still use your keyword planning tools to um, to make sure that you have as many keywords that are relevant to your business your vehicles, your parts and service needs as possible in your campaigns. Because um, the we need those keywords in the tools in order to serve the right ad to the right person in the right moment. So while there have been changes in reporting that are, um, you know, that are related to privacy, we want to make sure that that is not influencing your strategy because we don't want you to lose out on somebody okay. because you haven't seen a keyword pull into your report. 
So I still recommend use your keyword planning tools. Um, you know, if you're using an agency, still talk to your agency, use your own analytics to understand consumer behavior as, as much as possible. But really, um, searches are happening. They're happening for your dealership. They're happening for the vehicles you have on the lot. And I, we still want you to make sure that you're present for those. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I know there was there's there's. I don't know if, if conversations, but I've had conversations with dealers about, you know, the impact of it. And I, you know, to your point, it's like, listen, you know, nothing's really changed in that sense. Like, let's keep after it. And the ones that are performing the best, we're, we're still going to be able to see those and, and we can create our strategies around that. So that's right. Um, so one thing that I wanted to talk to you is something that I'm noticing on my end. And I don't know if it's just uh, unique to my situation or the dealers that I'm working with, but I'm a, it, it has me a little concerned. I'm seeing a lot of people, a lot of decision makers, either significantly reduce their um, their SEM budgets or do away without them, you know, altogether. Uh, relying heavily on social, and um, you know, kind of claiming that that's that's going to be um, that's going to make up, right? And for me, like my strategy has always been four pillars: SEO, SEM, social, and display. Like I feel that if a dealer does those four things really, really well, they're going to connect with the majority of the audience that they're going to get anywhere else, whether it be traditional or whether it be third-party vendors and things of that nature. And so if we remove that part from the equation, I think that it's, it's kind of dangerous. And um, I, I kind of wanted to get your take on that because, I, I, like I said, I'm a little concerned. So I'll, I'll speak to it from the consumer um, behavior point of view. So that's what we are, you know, we're always looking at is what is happening um, for, for our customers. How are they finding the dealerships? Um, and I mentioned this earlier. So search is highly correlated to vehicle sales. Um, and so it's not only great to understand what the behavior is and what, what people are doing, but also to understand how do I reach that person in that moment so that you don't lose them to a competing dealership. Um, I will say just a few you know, points of information. We are still seeing searches for new vehicle sales increase year over year. And we are seeing um, searches for used vehicle sales increase year over year. And so I, I really challenge the audience if they're not um, using search in, in their marketing mix um, to, look at, to look at why and who they could potentially be missing out on to move into their dealership for a vehicle sale because this is happening and we're seeing the increases um, over the same time in 2019. The other thing I want to say is um, I recommend everybody, you know, of course, look at your analytics. What is working best for your dealership and what is bringing you a, a really strong return on investment? And um, we actually released earlier this year a tool that will help um, dealers do that. Um, it's called, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a return on investment calculator. And so you can actually put in and say, how many vehicles do I want to sell this month? How can search help me? What do I need to do, to do to get there? What does the return on investment need to look like? And you can track that over time. So I think that's also another really great way to understand um, what search is doing for, for your business. Um, and you can use that, of course, for um, any of our other products as well. But the idea is that this, we want, we want search, we want your um, experience with Google to help drive more sales and drive more profitability for your dealership and be 
a lover that is doing that, not a lover that um, that is feeling wasteful in any way. And so now, now the dealers and your audience will have this tool in their hands to do exactly that. And then make decisions that are right for their business mm -hmm. because you have the data, you have the information and you'll know um, where to, to move your media mix based on uh, your business objective. Sure. Now, is there, is there, um, is there a strategy or, you know, I know, listen, I know that there's no one size fits all, but there are, are there best practices when it comes to building your, your, um, your SEM campaigns, um, that can help that are, you know, specific for dealers, anything that you guys yeah. recommend? Yeah, it's a great question. So we do have a strategy and we actually have a, a Google dealer guidebook that we have in the market that has all of that strategy laid out. So it is, we built it specifically for automotive dealers and it's really meant to give um, the guidebook really to execute Google um, across search or any of our other products for you in particular. Coming out of that though, just a few things to hit on is, um, you know, we wanna make sure that you are present for not only your dealership name, but also all of the models that you have on the lot and that you wanna sell. So um, that is of course, that's going to be priority one. Um, the next, if you if you have additional budget and, and um, you want to continue to invest in search, we recommend you actually go more to what we call segment searches, which are the keywords like um, 2020 truck near me, for example. And those are important because we're actually seeing more people um, be undecided in their search process and in their decision-making process. And so with um, you know incentives coming to market, they want to then understand, well, what are the best trucks near me? What are my options available? And so being present for those types of keywords helps your you build your consideration for your dealership as well. Um, so I would say then you start to move up into the, into those areas um, to, to make sure that you are being found if an, a decider, a shopper is more undecided. Right on. And by the way, just to, uh, for for everybody tuning in, we're, I'm going to put a link to the, the, the guidebook and to the ROI calculator. All that stuff's going to be in the show notes. If you're watching this on my YouTube channel, then go into the video descriptions for links there. But I definitely want to make sure that um, you guys have access to all this, this, this cool stuff that you can be using to just make better decisions and, you know, um, do what's right for you for your specific stores. So listen, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. I did want to kind of end things talking about the analytics, the analytics side of things. So um, uh, GA, you know, like one, I'll, I guess I'll start with kind of my frustration and you can tell me, you know, we can kind of evolve the conversation from there. But one of the things that's really frustrating on my end is I consult with dealers and I conduct audits of their, of their, uh, um, you know, business is, Oftentimes they go into their analytics and they don't even have goals set up. So it's very, very difficult for us to measure anything if there's no objective, right? But, you know, let's, I was kind of hoping with you to go a little bit further than just, you know, measuring phone calls, emails, that sort of thing, because I mean, that's a given, but what are the things that we need to be looking at in the GA that really talks about quality of traffic, right? Because when you think about it, only like out of, you know, let's say out of a hundred people that go that we drive to our websites through all these different channels, maybe ten to fifteen of them are going to complete an action on the website. The rest are just, you know, doing things in in kind of in the portal, but they're they're they are doing things that are conducive to to purchases. We're just not tracking those things. So, what are kind of some of the behaviors that we need to be looking at? 
So I think if you're if you're starting off with Google Analytics and you're just putting the tags on the site, um, it, it's uh, you know track track a lot because you're just you're gathering information. So you want to understand what time spent on site, time spent on web pages looks like, what your conversions look like across each one of those KPIs that you talked about. BDP views, you know, lead forms, booking appointments, all of that information gathering at that point, if you're further down and you have all of that set up and, and, and aligned in a really clean and streamlined way so you can make sense of that information and act upon it, because that's really at the end of the day, what you want to do is have the information, but then use it to make future based decisions that help your business. Um, and so if you're further down the path um, to your point around like conversions, we definitely want you to track those and we want you to look at those over time and assess that with what it looks like on your marketing mix. Did So if, did your conversions increase in a certain way and did that align with changes that you made in your marketing mix across the board? Because Google Analytics allows you to see not only Google properties, but everything that's driving traffic to your site and really investigate that, spend some time with that information to look at what levers are you pulling in your media mix that are driving those conversions. Um, and so it's a very, um, it's, it's a simpler way for attribution, um, but but also re a really important place to start. Then you can start to understand what actions on my site are likely to produce somebody coming into the dealership, or if you're online retailing, somebody to continue down that path online. Um, and this all takes time, of course, um, mm. but it's definitely worth the, the time, the investigation, having somebody um, if you're doing it in your dealership, you know, dedicated to this, if you're working with agency or partners, have them walk through it with you and talk through it. Um, because then the story starts to unfold. You start to understand, um, for example, store visits. We, you know, Google, we have a measurement of store visits so we can help you understand what your media did to drive people in store. Are, you know, are those metrics changing over time? Um, is our people who book an appointment, maybe it's a low percentage but those people then you get into the showroom. So they're high value to you as well. So once you have an understanding of what um, the behavior on that site is doing for your business, then you start to assign that value to it. Um, so you may understand that um, I wanna receive a lot of phone calls this month because I know that phone calls um, coming in through my site then turn into people coming into my showroom for sales or service. Um, and then you might value that differently. And then that value actually plays directly back into your media mix. So then you can um, work with Google ads, you can reset your search strategy, and then you can start to bid to those conversions that have maximum value to you. So you're really able to use the analytics to dive in to say, how am I spending my money and making sure that that media investment is turning into the highest value actions for my business as possible. Yeah, you know what? I, I really like that point too, because um, you got to understand, you know, in order to grow, you need to know, right? In order, you, you got to know your business in order to grow it. Uh, and to your point, if, if phone calls is a thing that, that you can directly attribute to, you know, people actually walking into your showroom, and you have these sources identified that are driving the most calls, then you know triple down on those things, right? And the ones that are not, then then you know obviously they're not working for you, or they're not they're not creating that action that you need. But man, when you don't have even goals set up and stuff, it's like what what are you measuring here? It's just and then and then you know it's it, it makes it easier for vendors to uh, to and, and not that I'm you know against vendors, you know I'm a vendor myself, but 
um, it makes it easier for them to just show up with a report that says you got all this activity, but okay, great. That's awesome. But what is that activity doing? It's really what we need to, we need to start looking at things kind of diving a little bit deeper into it. So that's exactly right. That, that activity should be a measure of what's to come. And you can influence that activity once you know what is, is, is most beneficial for your particular business and dealership. Yeah. So do you think, um, maybe I'm putting you on the spot here. I hope I'm not, but, um, do you think that, that it's advantageous in the, in the, in the, in the world that we live in today to have, um, a person at the dealership, that's an employee of the dealership that, that is, you know, that is only doing that, like setting up analytics, reviewing analytics, you know, using that data to help the dealership make decisions. I think um, if you have somebody in your dealership to do that, that is great. Like that is, that's wonderful. I think your, your agency partners can do that with you as well. Um, you know, as long as we're having the dialogue and asking the right questions. And, and so um, whether that lives within the store or whether that lives within an agency partner, those are both fine, but it is important to dedicate time monthly. I would say a minimum monthly to look at your online analytics and really understand what they're driving for your business. So whether they're in store or not, we still need to be having the conversations and the meetings and, and, and asking these questions to really understand what is this media, what is this metric doing to actually drive my business? What you care about at the end of the day is vehicle sales, getting people into the service right. lane and being profitable. And so that's what the media should be working hard to do for you. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um, last question here before I ask you the question that I ask everybody that comes on the show, and it has to do with how do we connect in particular social and and um, SEM, right? Like, is there, a, is there a way that they correlate? Is there a best practice? Like, I'm, I believe in omni-channel type of solution, so same look, same feel. You want that message to permeate between all those four pillars, so to speak, so that the customer, wherever they are, they get that same message. There's nothing worse in the car business, in my opinion, to see a, an ad somewhere that says something, and then you see the same ad somewhere else with different information it, where there's already distrust within the industry. And those kinds of practices just kind of feeds into that. And so um, just with the, with, the, with, the, with the increases and the impacts that I'm seeing with, within those two, what, what do you recommend? How can we work with those together? Yeah, so I'll address it from the um, really from the Google perspective um, across all of our products. And I, I think that will also um, move over to your question directly around social and search. So um, if we look at, at the Google ecosystem with search display ads and YouTube ads, um, we have the ability to target by audience. And, and I know you do, you know, within the social ecosystem as well. And so what you're saying is you're a particular audience. And as a particular audience, you want to see consistent messaging that resonates with you. And that's really the best practice for the dealerships is, is around your point of um, aligned creative, regardless of the format. Um, what are you trying to communicate to your particular audience? And making sure that everything that you're putting in the market is doing that at the time. So if that message is um, a 0% APR offer for the month, great. But let's make sure that that message is consistent across every ad that your particular audiences are going to see. And then it's not deviating. Um, I think, you know, the make and model, th those are important features to make sure that you have consistency on as well. Um, but you, you, you have a brand, your dealership has a brand that you are um, trying to portray online. 
And so I, I like the way you said it, which is everything should be consistent no matter what platform you're on. Um, and so for example, with YouTube and search, we would use that same 0% APR messaging. The essence of that would be the same. The creative outlet is different. You will have a video ad versus a search ad. Right. Um, but the look and feel, the tone is, is um, the same for the, the right audience and is, is asking them to do what you want them to do. Right on. All right, Lisette, thank you so much for, for doing this. I really, really appreciate it. Lots of good information here. So thank you, thank you. Uh, there is one question that I ask everybody that comes on the show, and that question is, where do you see the automotive industry headed in the next five years and why? So I love this question, and I love that you ask everybody that comes on the show. Um, I am very bullish about online retailing, and within the online retailing um, umbrella about the industry delivering frictionless shopping experiences to their customers. So whether that is a complete online end-to-end -end research to purchase process through your dealership website, that is amazing. And that is not going anywhere. We should continue to have these conversations around that. But also if they, if they want to choose to walk into your showroom to assess the trade in in person, um, that that is very seamless for your customer, whether they're completing it fully online or they're walking into your showroom at any given point. So I see the industry in the next several years really moving into this, um, this space. Customers have the ability to transact online in every other area of their life. Um, and automotive, as of this year, has made a lot of strides in this direction, and I don't see it slowing down. Yeah, no, I love that that you said it that way because that's exactly what it is. I, I, I don't like where digital retailing is right now with the buy online experience because that's not what we're offering customers. But I agree that there should be a kind of a hybrid sort of a deal. And to add to that, I would say every time the customer completes an action online, we should reward the customer with time saved. Congratulations, Mr. Customer. You just saved X amount of time. Every step that they complete. You know, and so I think that if we do that, then it's definitely it's going to be a better thing because that's ultimately what the customers want. Nobody wants to go to a dealership and sit there for five hours. And you know what I mean? That's the part of the experience that just sucks. So anyway, thank you so much for that. Thank you for doing this. Really appreciate it. Um, all right, folks, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as usual, we'll talk later. We only host the well-respected, the vendor Lexus Nexus. We don't sell digital marketing. What you do? We inspected with our DT vendor management solutions. We come in like the EPA to clear out the pollution. Take the trash. Go keep your P&L clean. Your inventory loom. From product pitches, meetings, to cost negotiations, your vendors have you swamped. You have cars to sell but most of your time goes in managing your vendor relationships. Wouldn't it help to have someone navigate the way ahead? Enter Dealer Talk Vendor Management Solutions, a filter between you and your vendor so you only have to deal with what's most important. We inspect your digital data to get optimum results for your money. Here's what we do. Give you an accurate idea of what's working and what's not for every digital service. Get vendors to submit monthly highlights, lowlights, and recommendations. Sift through their data to give you those metrics that matter. Evaluate all package, content, or cost changes and product pitches. Do monthly marketing budget analysis to ensure better ROIs. 
Finally, we give you concise reports and monthly videos with actionable insights. Now, you can focus on what really matters, selling cars. Contact us today and your first 30 days are free. Let's build your business together.